the Coca-Cola CEO at the time had done a golf course deal with the CEO of AOL and had committed to buying $80 million worth of online ads at AOL across two years. And so they were like, who knows how to do this? And someone said, you know, there's this woman in Silicon Valley, she probably knows how to do it. And that was my marketing moment. It's not a marketing campaign, it was a mindset. Your Marketing Moment is about those significant events or moments in time that transform a career or business and how you too can create a marketing moment of your own. John Nee, president of Act One Partners, a marketing strategy and experiential firm, interviews business leaders about their marketing moments and covers significant marketing moments in history and their impact on how we do business today. Short and usually focused on a single event, your marketing moment takes just a moment of your day, but can ultimately prove momentous for your own career or business. Welcome to Your Marketing Moment. I'm John Nee, your host of this podcast, and I'm delighted to have Carol Cruz as our guest today. Carol has built an impressive career as a transformational marketing leader. She has switched between Silicon Valley startups and global consumer companies with some of the most recognizable brands in the world and in a variety of industries. She jokes about going from startup company founder to Fortune 500 company leader in just 18 months, but it's true. And she did it by using the same mindset and skills that define her marketing moment. She jumped headfirst into the early days of the internet, mobile, and social when Carol and her team led the global digital transformation for all Coca-Cola company brands. Then, as chief marketing officer for ESPN, she accelerated the use of data at the sports media company to drive mobile, social, and digital into the marketing mix of all its communication channels. More recently, Carol was CMO for a $10 billion healthcare solutions company. Now Carol is on the board of directors for Fortune 1000 company Valvoline and is getting back to her entrepreneurial roots as an active investment partner with Oregon Venture Fund. On this episode, Carol will share with us her business mindset and how she leverages her superpowers to create marketing moments. And we'll discuss ways you can identify your superpowers and how you can create your marketing moment. She's a transformational marketing leader, board member, investor, dynamic public speaker, and our guest today. Carol, welcome to your marketing moment. Thanks, John. So let's get started. What was your marketing moment? that defining marketing event or period of time where you saw your career or your business transform? So let me provide a little context. I think that will help set this up. In 2001, the Coca-Cola company had bought the startup I had co-founded. We had helped build the first Sprite brand website and had launched the first of its kind online loyalty program, putting unique codes on close to a billion Sprite bottles and packages. And we were just a little startup that had raised $9 million. And here we are on almost a billion packages. On, on a rocket ship. Uh, uh, for Yeah, exactly. It was just a <laughs> do or die moment, right? right? But consumers could turn those codes into online cash and shop at the 100 top e-commerce partners we had on rocketcash.com. So, you know, that was a setup. But then shortly after the acquisition, I was still working in Mountain View of course, Coca-Cola's in Atlanta. And one morning I got a phone call asking if I knew how to plan and buy 
digital media? And could I create all the digital creative ads that would run online? Because no one at the company knew how. The media company didn't really know how to buy online. The creative agencies didn't know how to do digital creative. But there was a problem. The Coca-Cola CEO at the time had done a golf course deal with the CEO of AOL and had committed to buying $80 million worth of online ads at AOL across two years. And so they were like, who knows how to do this? And someone said, you know, there's this woman in Silicon Valley. She probably knows how to do it. And that was my marketing moment. It's not a marketing campaign. It was a mindset because did I know how to buy online ads? Nope. Did I know how to deliver digital creative? No, I knew traditional media planning and and creative. But I had worked after three years in brand at the Clorox company doing traditional marketing. I had gone to Silicon Valley and I did three startups and there were a lot of firsts. You know, the first was software development tools for this new program, C++. No one knew anything about that. The second one, I was uh, employee 27 at a startup that was in digital imaging. No one had ever heard of a digital camera, no film. Mm -hmm, You don't send your film away to pick up prints. (laughs) So I was about teaching Americans how to use digital cameras and what to do with those photos. And then I co-founded Rocket Cash, which was a way to shop online without a credit card. So e-commerce had started to take off but teenagers couldn't participate without calling over mom or dad or people who are unable to get credit cards. So this is, there was no PayPal, right? We figured out a way that people could shop online through Rocket Cash. Yeah. So it was that, well, I guess I would add to that, a little personal background. I, at the really awkward years of sixth grade through ninth grade, had to go to four different schools in three different states. So I guess what I would say is I was pretty used to being in unknown, uncomfortable situations. And so, of course, I said, right, I'll lead this for the company across the brands and work with the agencies on online media buying and creative, which I did for years. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so that marketing moment is, for me, it's a mindset of what you can do when you understand marketing and you understand communications and you understand consumer needs, the channel you communicate through, the way you drive engagement is the same in many ways if you can adjust the latest and newest ways to market. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like you had the ambition to establish a name for yourself because you obviously were on the radar as somebody who knew or who possibly knew what to do and and who could help. But yet that still wasn't enough. You still had to have the ambition to step in when an opportunity arose that maybe you weren't completely 100% qualified for, but yet you felt, I can do this. I want to do this. I'm resilient. I'm adaptable. I've proven myself in other areas and this is my chance. This is my moment. Well, and I think if you know the kind of marketing fundamentals and you remember what your goal is, right, is to connect with consumers and drive business value, but connect with consumers. You know, if you're not, if you don't put yourself in a box, you think about all the different and new ways we can connect. Right. 
right? right? After online, like AOL and everyone else. And then it was via mobile. American Idol taught Americans how to text message, mm-hmm. truly. Right. My colleagues, I was at Coca-Cola for almost nine years, well, over nine years. My colleagues in Asia were doing text marketing. So of course we started doing mobile and then social and then data-driven everything. Yeah. And I'm really comfortable in wet cement. <laughs> I, In fact, I like That's it. That's well put, right. I really love the wet cement. You know, if you're old enough and you remember on a stereo, you had the big tuning knob and yeah. then the fine tuning. Yeah, the big one that went to 11. Yeah, right? I'm the big tuning person, <laughs> right? Because I really, I really enjoy figuring out how to do things in a new and hopefully better way. And it's okay if it doesn't work out. The point is to learn and get better. And that's probably your roots as an entrepreneur, right? right. Is that, you know, you're going to fail. Yeah. Right. And you still had that, you know, excellence is better than perfection mindset. Right. And like you mentioned, many of the marketing skills are transferable, whether that's across different channels, different mediums, different industries, and your career certainly has proven that. Any advice about developing those skills or identifying those skills, being more, being self-aware that you have that ability? Yeah, I, uh, you know, first of all, I have a yes mindset. Yes. And I guess I have the confidence that I can figure it out, not always by myself, but Mm -hmm. that with other smart or open-minded or really entrepreneurial people, we can figure this out. But also I'm a fail forward. Google, I think, first came up with 70-20-10. You should spend 70% of your marketing money on what you know is going to work and 20% on what may not work, but it's good to diversify, and then 10 on expect it's going to fail. And I thought that was really smart thinking because we would carve out for all the Coca-Cola brands' budgets that learning money. And the good thing when you're at a company with a lot of different products is you don't have to learn <laughs> for every brand. You, you know, you can learn with one brand, and then take those learnings, not only across other brands, but when I was the head of global digital at Coca-Cola, we learned across the world, right? We learned about mobile marketing from my colleagues in Asia, right? We got some of the best creative and digital creative from Latin America, right? The data, we really centered the data in the U.S. and really pretty sophisticated precision marketing with data. Right. We didn't have machine learning and AI then, but and so I think that a lot for a lot of people is that willing to fail forward, thinking about, you know, 70 20 10. Yeah, that's And a great always being mindset. ready. You got to right. deliver your numbers and the value. That's your 70. 20 may make your brand or your product stand out and differentiate, and 10 should be learning. Looking back, would you have done anything differently? It's funny you say that. I alternately think I stay at companies too long because I'm fiercely loyal or I never should have left. So, you know, sometimes I think I stayed at Coca-Cola for nine years. That was a long time. At the time I was thinking that. And then I got that amazing phone call about, would you be interested to be the chief marketing officer of ESPN? But other times I think maybe I should have stayed there longer. But the, to me, the critical thing is, when are you learning? 
And when I stop learning, it is time for me to go. Again, that big knob. When we're working on fine-tuning processes, that's not my forte. There are people so much better at that. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. my magic moment or my marketing moment is when I'm taking what's new and different and applying that. Yeah. Uh, And I'm not afraid to do that. And I'm not afraid to make mistakes. And I share when I mess up so everyone else can learn as much as I share when I do something well. And what we've learned from this podcast is for many people, they don't know that they're experiencing their marketing moment when it's happening. Mm. It's really only in retrospect that they can identify in their career or in the course of their business that when this happened, things really changed. And there's a fair amount of self-awareness that happens over time too. And so looking back, we sometimes have a little bit different view and opinion of, of how we may have done things differently. But it seems like, obviously you've had an incredibly successful career, but the that bridge between companies, between industries has really always been centered around that customer or that consumer experience. And keeping your eye on that goal seems to be the the one element of success for you and, and for other companies. Can you talk a little bit more about how the ingredients of marketing can play into that customer or that consumer experience? Sure. And one thing I wanted to add is understanding your superpower. You mentioned that earlier and everyone has superpowers. And sometimes you don't know it yourself. Maybe someone might tell you. My superpowers happen to be, um, I see around corners. So I anticipate what's happening, not in a year, but maybe five years. So I have a I think I I call it see around corner. So when everyone's in a meeting and they're thinking about what we should do right now, I'm thinking about if we do that now, what happens next year and next year and next year. The other is I like to take a lot of disparate information and pull it together. And I think I don't overthink it. I pull a lot of things together and it kind of comes to me, this is what it should be. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important for people to understand maybe what their superpowers are are because that will help them not only in their career, but if they're looking at doing great marketing, I know what my superpowers are and I know what they aren't. And so I think it's very smart. Let's say you're not into data and and you're much more on the art side versus the science side. That's great. So team up with someone who's really good on the data side and not maybe the data scientists themselves, who I have the utmost respect for, but maybe it's also what's the problem we're trying to solve and how might that data help us get there? Right. Machine learning where you can take customer service calls and you know they're anonymized. You don't know who said what. And I went to healthcare after ESPN and there's a whole lot of regulated industry issues <laughs> right, with data. Right. But you can get sentiment. Yeah. I mean, what for a marketer to create a marketing moment to tap into what moves people is that emotional connection. And so when you use data to understand when in your experience people are upset or frustrated or pleasantly surprised, knowing that helps you create amazing connections with consumers and a much better experience, which for them is a great moment. What are you currently excited about? You're obviously busy still. 
yeah. you're on board of Valvoline. You've become an investment partner with, um, with a local investment fund. But what are you excited about now? What trends do you see developing in business? And maybe how can our listeners take advantage of some of those trends? Sure. I decided not to work full-time, except okay. that I might arguably work full-time, but just not for one company. And um, that feeds my curiosity soul, right? I like right. to learn um, and work on different things. And especially now I'm enjoying getting back to my entrepreneur roots and working with startups. I am still especially interested in the power of data. When I went uh, and worked for a healthcare company, the data scientists were gathering data to anticipate who might fall. They're trying to anticipate, because when seniors fall, they break their hip and their health declines. Mm -hmm. And so they were using all this machine learning AI to improve the, you know, the health and well-being, keep, keep seniors safer. Right. And so um, that's what I'm really interested in right now is data for good. Not data just to only drive business value and make more money, but how can data improve the lives Qual of people? Yeah, quality of life. Change. Quality of life, life Absolutely. longevity. I mean, there's, yeah. There's health and wellness, mental health, really important with data. And so that's really kind of what I'm personally um, passionate about. That said, I also work with a lot of startups who are in the sports space and in the, you know, nitro cold brew coffee space mm -hmm. and and ice cream and, you know, a lot of other different uh, areas as well, just because of my background. Right. But, but data is the common thread, data though. Data for me right now, because I think it's, yeah. I have delivered some wonderful creative, but there's so many people who can do as well or better that... I'm trying to jump in the messy new area, I guess, as I always kind of had, right. and try to figure out how that works for companies yeah, uh, and how that would serve their customers or consumers yeah. better. Well, any parting words for our listeners? Yeah. Don't be afraid to jump in the, the wet, mucky stuff um, and try things. Live in that 10% of learning new things. Um, it will keep your brain happy and growing. It will help your employer continue to grow, maybe have a competitive advantage. And um, hopefully most marketers are very intellectually curious. So maybe help serve that uh, curiosity. Right. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's my advice. That's great advice. And Carol, thank you for spending time with us today and sharing your marketing moment and also the insights and some lessons and stories from your past. Uh, hope to have you back again sometime. Great. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Your Marketing Moment. This is a production of Act One Partners, a marketing strategy and experiential firm that helps companies elevate and transform their business by knowing their market, telling their story, and living their brand. Be sure to visit our website, actonepartners.com forward slash your marketing moment and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts.